The Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the last Sunday before my sabbatical, and I know that Pastor Sarah was kidding earlier, but it does feel like there is some additional pressure today that my sermon be especially amazing and awesome, that it reverberate over the course of three months. I shared that pressure with Annie, and actually she suggested I go the other way, that I should consider preaching a poor sermon today so that when I come back and preach a better sermon in August, you all say, man, thank goodness we gave that guy a break. (laughs) For the record, I am trying to listen to neither of those voices. Because like every sermon, today's sermon is not about me, it's about Jesus. And so my prayer is the same it is every Sunday before I step into the pulpit that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are pleasing in God's sight, my rock and my redeemer. So, last week, our family went to Old Sturbridge Village for the very first time. Anybody been there? Oh, okay, so basically everybody. (laughs) And we had meant to get there earlier, but you know, like schedules and work schedules and kids' schedules and pandemics and all sorts of stuff. So eventually, this past week, we got there. We were excited to take Penny during April vacation week. In case anybody doesn't know, Old Sturbridge Village is a a fully restored New England village from the 1830s. And it was really amazing. We learned a lot. Though, after seeing what the beds looked like back then... We all felt grateful to be alive now. And that was even more the case when Penny learned what that little building labeled outhouse was for the first time. (laughs) There was one building that really fascinated me. It was called the Pound. Four walls just made of boulders piled up on top of each other with a gate built into one side. And the sign said that the pound is where stray farm animals would be brought when they were found wandering. 
This was a rural farming community, right? So everyone had animals that they kept fenced in near the house. People spent a lot of time on those fences. They kept the livestock in and the predators out. And that was important because they depended on those animals for a lot of things they needed to survive. So whenever an animal escaped, whenever someone found an animal wandering where it wasn't supposed to be, they brought it to the pound. That's where all the lost animals were kept. And when farmers realized one of their animals was missing, they could go to the pound and get their animal back. But they had to pay, of course. I thought about what that was like for the farmers. The panic felt because a treasured and needed animal was gone. The worry about where it might be, whether it was okay. The willingness to pay whatever was needed for it to be free. And the relief to get that animal back safely. This is the way God feels about us. About you. This is what Jesus did. In fact, it's what Jesus does over and over and over again in our lives now. Today is often referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. And in our reading from John, if you're trying to figure out what role we fill in this parable or metaphor that Jesus uses, the answer is that we're the sheep. Ba, 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 ba. And if you've spent time around sheep, then you know that's probably not the most flattering comparison that Jesus could have used. Sheep aren't very smart. They're prey animals. They don't possess any ability to defend themselves. They have poor eyesight. They literally need a flock to survive. And yet they also love to wander away and easily get lost and tangled up and trapped. And according to Jesus, that's us. Must have been so frustrating for those farmers to spend so much time on fences and gates that were intended to keep their animals safe. Safe from predators, safe from harm, safe from strolling away and hurting themselves, and yet still they wandered off. They knocked fences down and found small holes and left the safety of the pasture and the herd to go get into all sorts of trouble. Growing up, my family, we lived across the street from a cattle farm, and every once in a while, the bull would get loose from the pasture and just hang out in our front yard. <laughs> Still don't know how, but after that, eventually that neighbor got the bull back into the pasture, he would figure out what happened again and mend his fences again and change his approach and reinforce some areas and would tell us not to worry. This was the last time. But it never was. It never was. God's put so much time into teaching us how to live, creating a community of love and supports, telling us what things to avoid in life and what things to seek after in this world, 
all of that for our safety, our safety and well-being, and yet over and over, we wander away. We slip out through some gap in the fence, wander away from our shepherd, away from the flock, away from green pastures. One of my favorite hymns has the words, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. When Jesus compared us to sheep, he said there are many voices that call to us in this life and many different voices that we can choose to listen to and follow. Thanks to technology and social media and influencers and advertising, it feels, to me at least, like there are more voices than ever. Voices trying to tell us what's good for us, what will make us happy and fulfilled, how to get the life we want, how we should see the world, what we should believe, what is true. Right now, there are voices telling us that we should fear and hate those who are different than us. There are voices who have turned the right to own a firearm into idolatry, and it's killing people. There are voices telling us that we will find green pastures in consumerism and materialism. Voices teaching us that violence and using our power at the expense of others will lead to quiet and still waters. Voices telling us that giving our devotion to political leaders who promise that they alone can save us will bring rest for our souls. There are voices that dehumanize other people and claim hatred as a virtue. Voices telling us that substances will give us the life that we long for. Voices that tell us that we'll find abundant life in a bigger bank account, in the approval of others, in looking a certain way, in a thousand other things. Dear God, the voices are endless. They call to us through the gaps of the fence encouraging us to come find greener pastures in the goodness they promise. They call us to follow, to slip away from the flock and that overbearing shepherd who has so many commands and rules and is so boring. They call to us and we wander. And I'm not shaming anybody who wanders. We've all been there, haven't we? I think some amount of wandering is perhaps even necessary to discover who we are and what we believe. But do you know where so many of the voices in our world are really leading us? To the pound. To prisons of our own choosing and making from which we cannot easily escape. In our reading, Jesus says that some other voices are thieves and bandits who have come to steal and kill and destroy. He's trying to tell us that so many things that seem so wonderful and shiny in this world, so many things and voices that promise us abundance and fulfillment and goodness cannot deliver on those promises. 
and instead will seek to use us for their own gain and will hurt us and will perhaps even leave us feeling trapped. Jesus tells us that following the wrong shepherd in life brings peril. And then this morning, he boldly declares that he is the good shepherd, that he came to lead us to true, abundant life, and that following him will bring us those things. That's a huge claim to make, isn't it? And we might ask, why we should follow Jesus, why his voice is worth following. And his answer is in the very next verse after our reading this morning, where he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Do you want proof that Jesus is the good shepherd? That he has your best interest at heart? that he loves and cares for us, that his voice is trustworthy and true, then look to the cross where Jesus willingly laid down his life for us, showing us that he would give up literally anything to love us and to care for us and do what is best for us. Can we say that's true about the other voices we're listening to in our lives? This is what makes Jesus the good shepherd, the one we follow, whose teachings we treasure, and whose voice we trust. And when we wander away, when our broken ways of thinking and behaving lead us to places that are no good for us, when we follow other voices that lead us far from God's way, when our wandering leaves us hurt and trapped, that's where Jesus meets us. In the pound, over and over, Jesus meets us where we are. He tears down the walls that hold us captive. He unlocks the door that keeps us bound, and he calls us to come back. Back to the flock. Let's mend the holes in the fence so you don't wander away again. Listen to my voice. Follow me. I will lead you to green pastures and still waters and abundant life that restores your soul. It's really hard in life to discover from time to time that we've placed our trust in and followed a voice that is not good or trustworthy. It's painful to realize we've turned something into an idol or that we've made poor choices that led us to a bad place or that we've been tricked by someone or tempted by something that doesn't have our best interests at heart. That feels embarrassing and frustrating and can even make us feel shame. But God's grace is bigger than our shame. And while having our eyes open to see the world in new and truer ways is difficult and will require repentance and hard work, that's what God's word does for us. That's what Jesus does. And thank God for that because we need it. We need out of the prisons that we've created for ourselves. We need out of the pound. So Jesus meets us where we are. 
He calls us out of the pound and offers us the way to truly green pastures. He reminds us we don't have to wander anymore because our good shepherd is calling. So while I don't have anything that can do three months' work of sermons, this morning I I simply say, listen for his voice. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Be mindful of the voices that you are listening to. And remember that no matter where you wander, there is nowhere our good shepherd will not follow Nothing that can separate you from his love. Nothing that will keep him from welcoming you with love and joy into the flock. There are no pounds, not even the ones we put ourselves in, that can keep our good shepherd 